0: Even on $100,000 plus a year, more Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm going to talk a little bit about being average. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. If this is your first time on this podcast, make sure that you like it and subscribe to it wherever you're listening to it. And if you don't know what this podcast is about, it's essentially about all of the things that I learn on my way as I build businesses like Wire Academy, Age of Radio, Q Financial, um, Collective Blockheads, Uncommon 1%. There's all kinds of stuff that we have going on. And I will also tell you why you shouldn't do so many businesses all at once and to focus on one. Um, I'm not going to talk about that today, but I do talk about it a lot because it was one of the mistakes that I made and it made it very difficult, but I'm super grateful and blessed for everything that is going on. Most of my time is dedicated to three T warrior Academy. If you don't know what three T warrior Academy is, um, there are some links in the episode description to follow us on our YouTube channel. We have over hundred thousand followers on that YouTube channel. I also have my own YouTube channel. You should check out called age of Jeremy, um, which is the, um, podcast that I do and the YouTube channel that I do and all the places. You can find me on social media are at age of Jeremy, except for on Twitter. It's at age of Jeremy Q. Speaking of Twitter, make sure that you subscribe there. I will be doing more spaces on uh, my age of Jeremy account on our age of radio account. I'll also be doing more lives on TikTok. Essentially, I'm doing all kinds of stuff because that's what I enjoy. And I enjoy putting out content and creating content and teaching and showing people all the stuff that I learn along the way. And I'm trying to get better and more consistent at it, which is something that you need to do if you're going to be successful in life is being consistent also make sure to check out ageofradio.com. Um, You can um, learn about all the podcasts that we have. We have over hundred podcasts strong. We have a Facebook group called addicted to podcasting. Make sure that you check that out. It's for everybody. Even if you don't, aren't a content creator, come learn about all kinds of cool stuff. If you are a content creator, go there to spread your content creation to the world. Also, we do have an NFT that we have. It's called X royalty. There's just so much stuff that we have going on. I don't even know where to start sometimes with all of it, but X royalty um, check it out. There are links in the description below. Maybe that's what I should say. Maybe I should just say moving forward, all the stuff that's going on are in the episode description. The thing is, I just got to make sure that I put it in the episode (laughs) description. All right, let's get into this. Like always, we have um, something that I do want to talk about. And this something is from Bloomberg. I'm a big fan of Bloomberg.com. The uh, article that I'm going to talk about is in the episode description, but you do have to have a Bloomberg subscription episode description, but you have to have a Bloomberg subscription to read it. And it's talking about even on a hundred thousand plus dollars a year, more Americans are living paycheck to Paycheck. This is by Alexandre Tanzi. Want to give credit where credit's due. And again, it is a Bloomberg article. The share of Americans who say they live paycheck to paycheck climbed last year and most of the new arrivals in this category were among the country's higher earners. A new study shows some 64% of U.S. consumers equivalent to 166 million people were living to paycheck. We're living paycheck to paycheck at the end of 2022, according to the survey by industry publication payments.com and lending club core. That's an increase of three percentage points from a year earlier, or 9.3 million Americans. And out of that group, some 8 million were people earning more than $100,000 a year. More than half of that income cohort said they lived paycheck to paycheck in December, up nine percentage points from a year earlier. The numbers likely reflect growing strain on household budgets. After the cost of living surge, wages often failed to keep up and pandemic savings got drawn down. Prospects are cloudy this year, may bring further pressure, with less than half of the survey respondents saying they expect their incomes to keep pace with inflation. Prospects for consumer spending are cloudy, said Lydia Bussor, senior economist at EY Parthenian. Elevated prices eroded personal savings and increased reliance on credit point to weak consumer spending this winter. She said these dynamics will be exasperated by negative wealth effects from lower stock prices and declining home values. So what does it mean to live paycheck to paycheck? Well, as someone who lived paycheck to paycheck, most of his, I guess, life so far, because I'm 39. So I'd imagine that the majority of it was lived paycheck to paycheck, especially when I was a child, because I didn't have any income coming in. Um, But and I grew up in a household that was living paycheck to paycheck, maybe even further paycheck to paycheck and putting stuff on debt. Now, there are people out there that will say that if you don't want to live paycheck to paycheck, save more. Um, do less, things of that nature. And there is some truth to that sometimes you have to do less. Um, I know that as I inflation hit our household and um, the amount of money that food costs, I stopped going out to eat as much because I didn't want to spend money there. I'd rather put the money into something else, rather see if I could save money. You know, we used a lot of our savings to grow some of our businesses. We invested it in other businesses that didn't turn out so hot or are in, in holding periods, I guess would be a better way to say it. And so sometimes you just have to pull back. Um, but the other problem is, is that people aren't focusing on getting higher income. A lot of people tend to try to stay in a job. There is no reason to stay in a job because the job doesn't really owe you anything. And if you're purpose is to get more income so you can do more stuff and invest more things, then you should probably look for higher paying jobs if it's possible. The other problem that arises is our skill sets are really shitty. Um, One of the most important skill sets that is out there is probably STEM um, or especially software, hardware, electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, aerodynamics, things of that nature. Those things are super, super important and those things can lead to a better job. Does that mean that they lead to a better life? Not necessarily, Um, but I can see that there are paychecks that are, I, I, you know, it hurts me to hear that people making a hundred thousand dollars a year living paycheck to paycheck. And I think that a lot of that is a little bit of their mismanagement of money along with things just getting ridiculously out of hand and them, and them stretching themselves. I had a boss once when I worked for, um, lucky brand jeans, his name was Anthony. And he had said once, it doesn't matter if someone's making $18 an hour or $20 an hour, they'll usually create their expenses just enough, or they're just, you know, making enough money to go by. And that is traditionally true. Most people, when they get raises, they, they change their living rather than keeping their living and saving more right? So what are some of the things that you could do to make sure that you can stop living paycheck to paycheck? Well, if you only have one income or you have two incomes and it's not enough, you need to get more income. When you get that more income, don't buy more shit. Learn to live where you're at. Learn to live within your means and save that money so that when things get shitty, you can pull from that and not have to build on debt. There is a lot of benefit to leveraging debt when it comes to businesses. If I wanted to get a, you know, truck to do dirt or to move dirt or to get in a dirt moving business, because that's something that interests me, um, then I would get a loan on that. That's fine. That leverage is fine, because I'm going to take that. I'm going to use it. It's going to make me income. It's going to pay for the truck and have some extra income, pay for myself, make me some more money, maybe pay for an employee, create a job, whatever the case is. Right. And so those types of things work. But utilizing credit cards, I'm not a huge fan of utilizing credit cards. I know people like, well, you're losing money because you're not using credit cards. Well, I'm also not getting into debt. And sometimes I make stupid decisions and I would rather just not make those decisions. More power to you if you do it. I'm not any less or better than you. It's just that I might do things differently. So do not take on debt as much as you can because it helps in times like this. And make sure that you have a checking, a check amount or a two checks amounts or a month of savings so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. And when things get crazy, you can afford them, right? It was tough. One of my tires blew. I had, I decided to go. I got all four new tires because I hadn't got the tires. Got oil change. It cost me like $800 bucks for everything. And luckily I have that money saved. I just pulled it from cash. I paid for it and I didn't have to worry about it again. Was it easy to get to that spot? No. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in the second part of this program about how to become an average American, how to get past that, how we should set goals, things of that nature. But it was shitty. I didn't want to pay $800 for fucking tires. Tires are, in my opinion, ridiculous, but car does drive nicer. I feel good about it right? And those are things that just come, you know, I got to get brake pads. Eventually, that's going to be another $505. You should not have to go into debt to live it. You need to plan. And when you plan and you continue learning and continue creating income and managing your expenses, then you're less likely to live paycheck for paycheck, especially when you're making $100,000 a year. I think if you're making 100000 $150,000 a year, you were living outside of your means if you're living paycheck to paycheck. But that's just my opinion. We'll be right back. So how do you become an average American? And by that, I mean, I don't mean like American, like white. I mean, like just living in America, right? If you live in America to me, you're an American, whether you're if you're just here, you're American to me, right? I know people that are anti-immigration or anti or like, let's build up a wall are going to be anti that. But my point is, is that if you live in America. I have a lot of experience (laughs) being in shitty circumstances and getting myself out of them. A lot of my shitty circumstances are my own fault because I don't have never liked people telling me what to do. I still have a hard time with it. I don't even like people asking me to do stuff. I'm like, don't bother me with anything. It's a horrible, horrible outlook that I have that I've worked really, really hard on to get over. But the truth is, you know, when I was 16, I was not a good child. My mother kicked me out of the house. I lived on uh, couches for a long time. Luckily I was able to re, you know, fix that problem, was able to get back in with my mother. I hated my stepfather. He's a piece of shit. Um, thank God my mom's not with him anymore. Um, and, um, and then I got into some really bad trouble, had to move out of the state, um, lived in another city for a long time, came back here and have been really working hard to make it where I don't, where I'm at peace with the things that are happening around me. And by peace, I mean not being in stupid situations like drinking or doing drugs, except for like for religious purposes or for meditation purposes. But I used to have a really big drinking problem. I used to drink every single day. I used to over drink on the weekends. I used to like to party. I thought it was who I was. And then I made the decision six, seven years ago to stop. And even though I was well off six or seven years ago, I was working for the bank and had a good career in front of me not drinking, I've been able to um, push my life even further in the amount of time and, and get even higher into the middle class, into maybe the upper middle class, even though I don't live like it. And one of my things is I have no interest in living like it. It is way too stressful for me. I like the peace on my street that I live on. I like my small house. It's cluttered, probably need a bigger house. I'll probably buy more real estate later. But the point is, is that I, this was the American dream for me. And the problem is, is that there's all these people telling us the things that we should do, but are those really the things that we should do? Is that really, it just depends. People want different things. No two people are alike. That's what makes us all amazing. People have different dreams, they have different aspirations. Some people want to be billionaires, some people want to be millionaires. Some people just want to be peace, play video games, have fun with their friends, start some businesses, and just have a fun, decent life. And that's where really I'm at. Will I probably have more money? Yes, because I enjoy making businesses. And there are some big purchases that I would like. I would like my own, you know, office, but that's by buying a second house, having a an office. I mean like my own personal library. If I can afford for it, it would be like buying a second house and i get that i get that a lot of people think that that's out of reach but here here's the thing that I want to say the things that really took me from nothing to being able to be middle class to upper middle class. It's not crazy, stupid shit. It's not weird, stupid shit. Like I need to hang out with rich people. It's not like I have to get up early in the morning, go to bed at a certain time. It's not that I have to drink an amount of water. It's not anything. These are the actual things that I did to move myself from a shitty fucking place in the world to a really good place in the world. Okay. And I'm going to tell you how how this works. Number one, you have to be educated. I know that there's tons of people out there that are like, I don't think that education, it doesn't matter to be a billionaire. It doesn't matter to be an entrepreneur, but for an average everyday person, having an education and managing the debt of that education properly is the greatest signifier of closing any type of wage gap or any type of wealth inequality. That's, it's, it's one of the most important, important, important things. Now, can you become a billionaire without an education? Absolutely. Can you become a millionaire? Of course, but statistically it is much higher that you will be an in the middle class or upper middle class, if you have a degree. Now, not all degrees are created equal. Do we need degrees that are art-focused and teacher-focused and ph- philosophical, philosophy-focused and humanities-focused? Absolutely. That's how we create cultures in the world. Now, do those degrees get you the money that you want? They may not. And so that's why people have to be strategic about it's not college isn't just a jobs training program, but what I can tell you is no matter what degree you get, you will be better off than if you didn't have one, one. Secondly, if you're mindful about it and you go into a degree that is, if you want to have money so you can invest in other things or get out of where you're at or get above middle class, get a degree that's going to get you money. You can look and see which degrees get money. Focus on that get that job, do that thing, and slowly work yourself out and be successful. It is not that hard, but it takes patience and it takes time. And I'm not going to deny that not everybody's given the same opportunity. It may be more difficult for some people. Some people may have to be good at going, being hungry while they're doing it because they can't afford food. I get that. Um, But if you try to and make inches forward, I do believe that most people average people in the world can push themselves out of poverty or middle class and upper middle class. That's the first thing. The second thing, and again, I've talked about these before, but it's just really been on my mind because I think that we think that we have to do these outlandish, ridiculous things, okay, to, to, be, to be mildly successful. Right. And by mildly successful, I mean make sure that you have like three or four million dollars in the bank when you retire. Getting a nice house, having friends over, you know, living a normal, regular, average life. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. And so I don't, so I I have found that focusing on just making my life better inch by inch by learning an education and career pathway, that you can move yourself forward. Okay. So that's number one. Make sure that you get an education. The second thing is is learn how to fucking budget your money. Okay. Now there's some people that don't have enough money to pay for their bills. And I get that. I'm not, this isn't about that. This is about if you're average, if you are not in complete. And, and again, I was in pretty bad poverty, but I have had other, you know, benefits because my mom, you know, even though I said before she had kicked me out when we got back, she does, she did help me with stuff. Some people don't have that. Some people are going to have it harder and I, and, and I do my best to understand that. But for the most part, I have been like I said, didn't have a home, been between homes, didn't have really a family, um, all because of stupid decisions that I made. So I decided to change the inside of me to be a better human being and to be more family oriented, ask for help, be okay with help, working hard, not going and doing stupid things, right? So, So number one, make sure that you have that education. Secondly, learn how to budget. And by budgeting, I mean, it doesn't have to be some crazy, crazy ass, weird ass budget. It could be something you just need to use something like mint or a spreadsheet right? that shows what you're spending, how often you're spending it, looking at it on a regular basis and saying, how am I moving myself forward? Am I spending too much? Am I saving something? What usually happens is people don't want to live on a budget because they think that it means that they are not successful. But the truth is, if you live on a budget, you're able to say, all of my money has a spot to go. Either my money is going to go into savings. It's going to be spent on food. It's going to be spent for this. And that's the reason why a budget is important is because it places all of the money money that you're spending into proper categories so that you can make sure that you're investing in, you know, Investments. If you're investing in like stocks, bonds, businesses, if you're investing in a retirement account, if you're investing in, you know, insurance, if you're investing in, um, if you're giving, right? So learning how to budget is super, super easy. It's not as hard as people think. It's just looking at all the stuff that you're spending, writing it down, categorizing it, setting where you want those categories to be, and then not going into debt and making sure that you're doing a budget. The reason why people end up living paycheck to paycheck is because maybe they're trying to catch up with the Joneses. Maybe they're wanting a bunch of stuff. Maybe they just can't, you know, help themselves when they want to purchase stuff. They want to go out. You can learn to have fun at your house. You can learn to not go out and party. You can learn to cook dinner at home. You can learn to do things with your partner or loved ones at house together. You can learn to do all those things if you're willing to do it. And the more that you're willing to do that and the more that you're willing to manage those things so that you can manage your expenses, right? The further along you'll be in the future. And that's what's the most important thing. And that's the thing that I had to learn. And I still, I'm not perfect. I still have to go through these things on regular basis to make sure that I'm staying up and doing the things that I say that I'm going to do or that I'm trying to do. Okay. So number one, make sure that you get an education. Number two, make sure that you learn how to budget and save. The third thing is you have to, have to, have to, Remember that you can grow rich slowly, one, grow rich slowly, okay? So what that means is, like, there's nothing wrong with taking the money and putting it in an index fund. I'm not a fan of index funds. I like buying individual stocks. I, like... I like that better. That's just me personally, but there's nothing wrong with putting money in an index fund. There's nothing wrong with investing in life insurance. There's nothing wrong with any of those. Find something that you're fine with, put your money in it and make it consistent over and 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 do it as soon as you can, because the sooner that you do it, whether it's $10, twenty, okay, so I have like 25, 30 bucks a week, go to one of my brokerage accounts. When it gets up to enough money, I buy a stock that I like. Right, over a hundred thousand dollars that we have roughly saved through investments, and there's nothing that's fine, that's great. That's just one step. then you get to the next step. Then you get to the next step, then you get to the next step. You have to just focus on these things and do it slow you have to be patient. And some people are like, "Well, I don't want to wait that long. Well, then you have to find a way to make much more money than you're currently making if you can't wait that long, right? but if you are at least trying it you'll wake up and you'll have $100,000 saved. You'll wake up and you'll have $200,000 saved. You'll wake up and you'll have $300,000 saved. It's patience. It takes patience to grow money. And then the other thing that it took me a long time to learn, long long time to learn, was the plan for purchases. That was the most that, that was the hardest one for me. I used to get a hair in my ass. I'd be like I'm going to buy this and I'm going to buy that. That did not help me in any way. Now I changed that mindset to buy things that are going to help me move my career forward. Buy things that are going to help me move my life forward. Maybe make more income, right? But there are big things that I want to buy. Like I one one of my biggest purchases that I want to have that I'm saving for so I can buy it in cash is a Bosendorfer, um, Bosendorfer piano. I want one of. Them. Can I fit it in this house? Fuck no. But I do want one. Okay, that's something that's 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 something that would be an achievement to me. I love the piano. I don't have enough keyboard. Those are things that I enjoy. You can say I'm going to focus on buying this thing. And I'm going to set this much money aside. And before you know it, you will have enough money for it if you focus on it. Learning to save is so, 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 so. Powerful, and one of the other things is families don't work to save together. You know, if you're if you could you could talk to your partner and be like, I want to save for this what are something. things you want to save for? How are we going to do it? This is how we're going to do do it. And you focus on it. That's how me and my wife always pay off our debt. We say, Hey, look, we want to get this debt paid off. How are we going to do it? We're going to focus on it. And then the goal is to not go back into debt. But then sometimes you do. That could also be your method of saving. Depends on how you do it. I don't not recommending that. I, I'm trying to get better at it. Saving and having that money paying for things in cash, in my opinion, is the best best way to do it or if you are going to do debt if you are going to do um debt or something make sure that you have the cash so you can do the debt get the rewards if there are rewards with it and then pay it off if not it does it it doesn't matter right so so that's those are the big things and then the the last thing that was super super important to me that helped me helped me get to my life i did not care about my house All I wanted was a house that I could afford a house that I could stay in and I could pay off and then not have to worry about it. I am not, I am a huge advocate for buying your house and paying that motherfucker off as fast as you can. So you don't have to fucking pay for it. The only thing I have problem with is paying. I mean, the only thing that I would have after I pay off my house is property taxes. I refinanced this house so I could get the interest rate lower right before interest rates took off. Fantastic idea. Did an amazing job. Timed the market really, really well. Not saying that everybody can do that. I was very, very lucky. I did it at the right time because I felt that, In the future, it would go up. So, I mean, I guess if you kind of know, you know. Okay. But so planning those purchases. So, one, make sure that you have an education. Two, uh, make sure that you manage your expenses, right? Make sure that you manage your expenses. And three, make sure that you plan, um, that you plan. Uh, that you plan your purchases. And those things will go greatly further if you just do those three things. Oh, sorry, um, investments. Make sure that you you can grow your investments slowly. Understand investments. We do not do a strong, we spend a lot of time teaching economics and I think that's great. I think economics are great in the schools, but we do not do a strong enough job in any schooling system, whether it's in college, unless you're going for finance or in, um, or in high school about investing and making money, stocks and bonds. That's why junior achievement is a great company, a great nonprofit that I'm always a part of um, because they teach you how to do investments. They have a high school competition. It's amazing. And now, unfortunately, sometimes the the underfunded schools can't do it right. And so there is disparity there. Um, but, I think that it's beneficial because you can teach, you can teach children how to invest when they're young. And and we make investing way too complicated. We make it way too hard. We spend way too much time on charting trading. When it could be just find a company that you enjoy, invest your money, or invest in an index or you know, or something of that nature, like a lot of financial gurus talk about. Because those are the things that work. And they take a long time, right? They can take, they can take a really, really Really long time. And then the last thing, and this one, this one's something that I just added because I'm not not like just added right now, but have just added over this last year because I thought that I wanted something that I really didn't want. I want to make businesses because I enjoy making the businesses and I enjoy this problem solving and all of those things. I'm not interested in, I'm not the end result isn't the money. The end result is the, 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 the thing that I get to bring into the world. And if that ends up making money, that's fine. I will do my best to keep it profitable, to keep it growing. So we can do more and more and more. Um, and the other thing too, is I didn't, I realize that there are just a few small things that I want in the world, want in life. And I, I, I and I'm happy with those things. Um, You know, if it's sitting down and watching TV with my wife, spending time with my family, playing video games, getting to play Dungeons and Dragons with my friends, those things are way more meaningful than having a Lamborghini for me. They're more meaningful than having uh, an island. They're more meaningful than a lot of things. So you have to find out what that meaningfulness is and then focus on getting to that area. Don't worry about someone else being a billionaire. Do the things that you enjoy doing and learn to make money doing the things that you enjoy doing if you want to make money at them. You know, those are one of the things that I think stop us is we never figure out how to make money doing the thing that we enjoy or we don't think that we can make money doing the thing that we enjoy. And if we focus on that, and we can get the most out of life, you know, like spending time with our families or spending time with our pets or spending time with our children. Life goes by pretty, pretty slowly. But the problem is, is that we, we're, not, we're not stopping to smell the roses. We're always trying to get to that next level. We always have to journey, have a journey. So remember just to take time and really think about what it is that you want and then you'll know where you need to get to and don't worry about all of the glamour shit and all consumer shit that you see really think about what it is that you want your life to look like in five years and focus on getting there and I guarantee you that if you work slowly at it methodically at it by getting education managing your budget looking at investments planning your expenses and really finding out what it is that you want you will get to where you want to go and that those I think are the real things that get you out of being impoverished and getting into a a middle class or upper middle class or whatever the case is Um, uh, and so I think that I've seen it from our family our family my overall family some of us weren't weren't well off and a lot of them are doing good because they took these steps and a lot of them got further along because of these things that I just said so I know for a fact they work because I've seen it I've done them And I think that we just need to be patient and slowly work towards the life that we want. Remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Age of Jeremy. If you like this podcast, make sure that you subscribe to wherever you're listening to it right now. And if your podcatcher allows you to, please leave us a five-star review so we can get in front of more people. And I record on Neumann microphones, Zoom L8. I use Waze plugins, Cubase's Steinberg. Our opening song was by Spanish Love Songs. Brave faces everyone. Our closing song was Illuminati hotties threatening each other. Re-capitalism. And one more time, remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind. We'll talk with you next time. Bye.